0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the new mainstream podcast where we explore the impact of multicultural consumers on marketing and media. I'm your host Mario Carrasco and co-founder of Think Now. Today, our guest is Natasha Panganes, CEO and co-founder of Oye Business Intelligence. Welcome, Natasha. Please uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you're doing at Oye.
1: Yeah, thank you, Mario, for having me. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate just to have this conversation with you. And so I am the co-founder of Oye Business Intelligence. Uh, it is a data analytic solution. They analyze real-time conversations primarily among minority groups in the U.S. Um, so we are being actually tracking in, in the conversations, particularly on Twitter, since the beginning of the Coronavirus in the United States. So early February, and every week we download all the data that is being collected, and then we're trying to identify what are some of the conversations drivers that we see primarily across Hispanics, African Americans, but also the general public, uh, white Americans, and trying to identify what are perhaps some of the points that we see they have more concern, what are the most relevant issues that we see, but also identifying some of the demographic and psychographic insights that can really better help us or the the ones who download, actually all our reports are free to download, for those who download our report to better understand what is the, um, some of the behavior that we see across um, in the United States.
0: Yeah. And and I I wanted to have you on board here and with a conversation because the report that you did, you mentioned you've been tracking during the COVID virus. But um, before we dive into the implications of the report, I, I find the technology really fascinating. I'd love to, you know, if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about how you're identifying these consumers via Twitter um, as multicultural, because I think some of the algorithms that you're using are really are really interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, so Oye is a language neutral data analytic solution that's able to turn data into actionable insights. Um, so when we launch Oye we realized that actually a lot of the software in the market weren't really able to identify and being able to segregate data by ethnicity. As we know, the United States is increasingly becoming more multicultural um, and being able to have the technologies that can actually capture some of the cultural nuances and ethnicity is gonna become extremely relevant here in the upcoming years. Um, so that, that was primarily how and why we decided to to launch Oye. And it's been years in the process. When we launched a technology, it was primarily focusing on the Hispanic demographic. Um, you know, Hispanics are very complex. Uh, we have different level of um, generations. So first generation, third, fourth generation. Uh, and we also see a lot of recent immigrants. So anywhere from Spanish to what we call Spanglish um, and to English dominant. So when we're trying to really, as a marketer, trying to really understand how to better engage, how to better position a product or service to the Hispanic market is really complex. So through technology, what we're trying to identify define is what is the language that resonates the most based on the different um, uses the Hispanics are Um, using, I guess, to connect with different brands. So we have developed a technology that goes beyond uh, analyzing Spanish or English conversations. We're really trying to understand primarily is the complexities with the English speaking, Hispanic, and how do we determine the someone perhaps, you know, my name, for instance, you know, Natasha Pongonis. If you read my name, you never guess that I'm actually Latina. I and mean, I'm 100% from Argentina. However, when I engage with different brands, so when I share a comment or a point of view in social media, I will say that probably 90% of the time I use English. So how can technologies even define that I'm actually someone who's Hispanic engage with the brands? So we integrated part of the... Um, in the algorithm, I guess, um, a combination of different factors and and later on we actually integrated face recognition. And when we implemented face recognition through the technology, we were able actually to expand beyond just Hispanic market, but also being able to identify other ethnic groups in the United States, so African-American, Asian-Americans, and really being able to provide a deeper level of analytics and insights to all of our clients, so they can better understand those nuances, um, they are very relevant when they're trying to position products of of communications to those particular groups.
0: I love that, and and thanks for going into that because I, I know you know a lot of people don't understand how you're doing that um, without language, and and as you mentioned, there's um, many different generations. I mean, within Latinos. Um, And then you know, Asian Americans who speak multiple different languages, um, but also, as we see, and the younger generations are becoming English dominant. So the fact that you can kind of get outside of language and look at those conversations from a multicultural perspective is great. Um, And and I want now I want I want to chat more about the study. I mean, there's been now. I mean, we're almost two months into into the quarantine there's been a lot of studies out there in terms of the impact of the coronavirus. You know, t- talk to us a little bit about, about the methodology you use in terms of um, when you, what's the time period you were analyzing these conversations happening around COVID on, on Twitter among multicultural consumers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the major questions that we see right now dominating especially in technology space is how can um data scientists and and healthcare providers can leverage some of the most recent technology to being able to better identify track and monitor um some of this the pandemic that we have today and how can we leverage those technology to be able to mitigate some of the risk um, so, we actually, a um, few years back, if you remember, there was also the, a Zika virus. They started in Latin America, and then through the same technology with Oye, uh, we partnered with another company, um, and we were able to identify and pinpoint the spread of the virus throughout Latin America and how it arrived to the United States. And that is really through collecting real-time conversations. And in the case of coronavirus, we were just primarily focusing on Twitter and um, and understand what are some of the conversations around coronavirus. They can really help us to understand, perhaps, anywhere from symptoms, uh, what are people actually sharing the feelings that they might be having when they they have coronavirus. But also, uh, what we do every week, we try to to take a different aspect of the conversation. So um, last week, we actually did more of a brand analysis. Uh, The week prior was, uh, what was the impact the economic impact uh, in the United States through coronavirus. Um, And the first week, right when we started the second week of February, we really collected all the different conversations. And every week uh, we take about a sample of 400,000 tweets and just trying to analyze within that data set, what is the percent that is actually coming from different ethnic group, where is the point of The most of those conversations are being originated. What are some of the conversations driver? What is the sentiment? Do we see positive, negative? And actually one of the very interesting insights um, that we have been seeing consistently since we started the report is actually that among Hispanics, the majority of the conversations are in Spanish. And this is something that Mm -hmm. really caught our attention because most of the time when we actually do this for clients, these are um, clients in the CPG industry and the food industry. And traditionally, what we have seen is the English-speaking and Hispanics tend to dominate the conversations in social media. However, in something that is very sensitive, as is um, economics and the healthcare and perhaps jobs and unemployment, we have actually seen the majority of conversations in Spanish are very highly. Um, you know, we have seen anywhere between like 59 to up to 60 percent, and, and originally in other industries, range about 30 percent. Um, so I think that that is something very interesting to keep in mind. Is that you know when we're talking about topics, they're very concerning. Uh, perhaps we're actually we're looking to provide more in-depth research or information. We see that perhaps Hispanics are using the their language that they feel more comfortable, which is Spanish.
0: That's super interesting because we we, we had a kind of a h- hypothesis here internally that, well, this isn't a hypothesis. This is a fact as every culture responds to crisis differently, right? And mm-hmm. while we're all going through this together, even on social media, you can see on a global level, Italians responding much different than... South Koreans or Americans, and the U.S. being multicultural, every cultural group is responding to it differently. And I think in in times of crisis, right, we we revert back or we we go back to kind of our our home culture. So I wonder if that increase in Spanish is that right, where bilingual Latinos, um, you know, they're. At home, maybe interacting or speaking to more Spanish dominant family members than ever before, um, and then also older generation Latinos just being at home as well, accessing the internet, being more active on social media. That's a that's a really interesting data point.
1: Absolutely, I think that that has been very interesting. Uh, but also, we have seen an increase overall of conversation among Hispanics. Traditionally, when we collect um, data for other topics, um, in average, the the volume of Hispanic in, in relation to other ethnic groups and general market is about in the 12, 15%, perhaps, you know, uh, I'm sorry, it's in the seven to 8%. But what we're seeing now is actually the Hispanics are more in the 12 to 15%, so almost double of conversations. Um, so, you know, could be, similar to the hypothesis that you have, and it could be that because now they're more at home, they have more time to actually share and and being part of some of the conversations uh, online and perhaps share more of the resources. Uh, What we have seen last week, actually in one of the latest reports, is um, a lot of different artists are actually uh, going online and donating um, to coronavirus. And we have seen also um, several... Uh, artists coming together and sharing their art through music or perhaps some other festivals. And we have seen an increase of conversations just sharing about that or being part of watching from home some of these um, live streams that they are taking place. There was one in particular in Spain, it was done through Amazon, a partnership with Amazon and the Red Cross. And we saw among Hispanics uh, uh, a very large increase uh, on sharing about that particular event. Um, so, definitely, I think we're trying to monitor what is also in the sentiment. What is driving positive sentiment? What is driving some of the negative sentiment? So, in this case, you've seen how other voices are actually trying to bring a positive um, aspect to this and trying to gather more of a sense of community. We have seen that those are the ones that are driving the positive conversation. Uh, and perhaps most of the negative conversations were around unemployment. Uh, the, pay pro- the paycheck protection plan and and some of the impact the some of the small businesses have suffered um, another interesting point was when we were tracking the impact in the econo- in the economy is the hispanics were actually referring as a crisis when uh, African Americans and white Americans were actually predominantly using the word economy so it was interesting how perhaps different populations are perceiving um, what is happening right now with the coronavirus in in two different aspects, right? When we saw when we see crisis, crisis have a lot of negative connotation, and that's what we see in this, the feeling among the Hispanic community. So that was very interesting as well.
0: That is interesting, and I and I think th- th- there's some implications there for marketers, for brands and companies, in terms of how different groups are responding to this. Some more negatively using the word crisis, others not as negative using the words economy. I mean, based on this data, I mean, what, what are some tips for marketers looking to reach Hispanics, African-Americans, the general market in terms of messaging? Should there be different type of messaging when you're trying to market during this, this pandemic or post
1: yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a really good question. And I think many companies are trying to just show empathy uh, online and, and just trying to connect uh, with consumers and trying to be more of a, a support and a resource. So I think having an understanding of what are some of the, the relevant keywords or the hashtags or the trends that we see across this, those particular groups is to is extremely important and being sensitive. And part of that comes to really understanding what are some of those relevant conversations that are driving throughout different channels? Um, what is perhaps also the you know some of the, the resources that these companies can actually provide and being part in a positive way through those conversations? Um, also, geographic information is very relevant. You know, we we see that perhaps uh, through the analysis, we see certain conversation or perhaps more negative sentiment is taking place in a specific. Hotspot in the United States, so also being aware of perhaps what is taking place in each one of the cities, so perhaps what is happening in, in New York is very different than perhaps what might be happening in other part of the country, so being very sensitive throughout and really leverage all the technology that they have available to being able to identify and, and right now I think it's coming to being able to tailor that message in a way that is very um, showing empathy throughout
0: i I totally agree And, and i you mentioned earlier about brands and brand mention and another thing that we've been exploring or have been wanting to explore is the impact of many brands just being sold out not available in stores and so consumers really just having to purchase what's there right um and 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 kind of um, you know, unfortunately, not being able to the, buy the brands that they usually buy. Have Have you seen any conversations around that in terms of brand loyalty shifting, consumers being forced to purchase a different brand and and maybe liking it or not liking it? I mean, um, I don't know. Have Have you seen any any conversations like that happening? Brands being tried for the first time.
1: We haven't really tracked conversations regarding a specific product. We tracked last week, we did actually an analysis on what were the brands that were mentioned the most. And actually, there were three particular brands were Amazon, Walmart, and Microsoft. Uh, And Microsoft actually had the highest positive sentiment overall. And part of that was um, because Microsoft was actually giving to the worker additional paid um, off, paid time off uh, so they can stay home and and support some of the children's with the school work that they have to do. And so we saw that Microsoft actually had a lot of positive conversations. Um, and with Walmart, we did see perhaps most of the negative conversations, mostly related to uh, certain incidents that were happening in, in certain locations throughout the United States uh, about people wearing face masks and being perhaps targeted because their, their ethnicity. Um, with Amazon, I think some of the negative conversations, they were a mix for Amazon, I would say some negative or uh, rega- regarding some of the news that we have seen with some of the cases of coronavirus in some of the locations, but also some of the positive were in the number of um, jobs creation and how many job opportunities Amazon had available. So it was a little bit of a mix, Um, but we didn't really track conversations regarding where were some of the products um, that were available or unavailable. It was mostly trying to gather where were some of the brands they had the most conversation and what is the overall sentiment for
0: those. And, and what, what was the sentiment across Amazon? Was that positive? Was that negative?
1: You know, Amazon actually is something that is been, like, changing over time. So, sometimes, uh, you know, we have a, a mix of positive and negative. Um, and, and we definitely are trying to track a little bit more deeper and see what is the evolution on the sentiment. and maintain consistency, consistency or not? Um, so, I'm trying to find the graphic actually that shows the, the percent. Uh, for that, let me see if I can find it. Um, sentiment analysis. So I don't have it here right. On top, it definitely I'll be able to get back to you with an answer for that one.
0: No, no problem, and and um, thank you for sharing so much data. I know you're putting these out uh, weekly, or how often are you publishing these reports?
1: Yeah, so usually every Friday uh, we do a, a little podcast or we go and in, in, in do a little uh, Zoom webinar and, and share some of the most relevant topics uh, that we collected through data. And then we publish uh, a white paper the following week. So today... Um, around 5 or 6 p.m. Uh, we Usually is when we upload in LinkedIn under their your Business Intelligence page, uh, a video just highlighting we invite one of our data analysts to share some of the points. And then by Monday, Tuesday, the following week, the report will be available on our website um, to download. And we actually are about to launch a YouTube channel as well through Nativa um, where we're going to be actually um, sharing most of this insight in a weekly basis.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, in addition to the LinkedIn, what, what are the other websites that people can find and, and download these reports?
1: Yeah, they can go to our website, which is oyeintelligence.com. And we have a tab under blogs, and they can actually um, download the report. All they have to do is just provide their name, the email, and and the report will be um, email to them. Uh, And also, they can reach out to us with any question to info at OyeIntelligence.com.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us and sharing all that data, Natasha.
1: Thank you, Mario, for having me.
0: Thanks to everyone listening in. To get more multicultural insights, check us out at ThinkNow.com and follow us on social media. You can also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. Final thank you to our producer, Lucas Martinez, who created our intro music and makes our podcast sound great. To email him, reach out to martinez.lucas.a at gmail.com.